Hey friend, welcome to another episode of the Product Powerhouse Podcast. How are you today? Let's just do one of those normal housekeeping things. If you have not left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, could you please take a minute to do that? If you love this podcast, it really helps me get in front of more people. It helps me get better guests. It's just really powerful to get your reviews on the podcast. So if you would take a minute, hop over to the podcast on Apple, leave a rating and review. Anyways, hello, I am here to record a solo episode. It has been forever and a day since I have recorded a solo episode. I typically record the podcast at least one month in advance. Sometimes the interviews are recorded way in advance. Recently, I took a little unplanned hiatus because I was struggling to get the podcast episodes recorded. And it was just a lot of pressure. I thought, I'll take this week off and I'll get one up next week. And then that turned into either four or five weeks that I took off. And I had a lot of guilt about that at the beginning. But then I realized that like slapping together a crappy episode was not going to be the kind of content I want to put out there. I really prefer to put out thoughtful, planned research content. And I felt like taking a break to give myself some space and to take my time to get out these good episodes was more important than consistency, which was a big deal. Because I have published an episode, even if it was a replay, every week for three years. <laughs> I think this is the first year where I have missed weeks. And that is because I made some changes and I decided to start editing my own episodes instead of relying so heavily on a podcast management team. That was purely a business decision. It's been really good for me personally, but it does make it hard to stay on deadlines. I am one of those horrible people who thinks deadlines are flexible. <laughs> Thank you, ADHD. <laughs> but I'm super excited to be back here today. Today, I want to talk about seven lessons I've learned from seven years of business. You're listening to Product Powerhouse, a podcast to inspire and empower you while you build a powerful product-based business that fuels your passion and feeds your family. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I run an e-commerce web design agency that helps shop owners build, grow, and scale. This podcast is all about actionable strategies specifically for your product-based business. So friend, grab a nice coffee and let's chat because DIYing your business doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Just the other day, I shared this on Instagram. If you are not following me on Instagram, you can find me by searching for product.powerhouse. Say hello. Tell me that you listen to the podcast. I absolutely love those conversations. I really love Instagram as a place to communicate and hang out with you guys. I'm not super into, I got to post all of this for marketing and blah, blah, blah. It's just not what I'm into in this moment. I've been there. I just don't care. I prefer to market other ways, but I do love Instagram for the community and hanging out and getting to talk to you. So if you're not following me on Instagram, do that. But back to the story. I shared on Instagram that I had a Facebook memory post that said, I'm starting a new business. You know, I'm thinking I'm launching it on July 1st. It's not quite July 1st. We're getting there. We're, we're a little ahead of schedule. And I also always think of my business birthday as August 1st, because that was the day that I registered my business license. But apparently, according to the Facebook memories, which do not lie, I actually said I was launching this business on July 1st. 
seven years ago, which is just incredible. So this baby fits right in between my other two babies. My daughter is nine. My son is six. This baby pops right in the middle, which is really cool to experience. One of my friends said, take a look around right now, because in seven more years, you're going to be looking back on this just thinking, wow, how incredible it was. And she's totally right, because if I think back on the last seven years now, it's just unbelievable. What I've done is I've pulled together seven lessons that I have learned over the last seven years. We got to have that seven and seven, right? Sevens are angel numbers, I believe. I don't know. Sevens are great numbers. So I'm going to share seven lessons and share some stories and things behind the scenes for this episode. So this is maybe a little different than a normal podcast. I do try to be very strategic with the podcast content, very like action oriented. I don't know that there will be a lot of action steps for this episode, but I also think it is just as valuable as an action step because these are the things that have helped me over the last seven years. So maybe these will help you. Maybe you'll avoid some of these or just give you some insight into what it's like running a business. If you have not been in business for seven years, or maybe you experience different things, I just love hearing other people's perspectives. Let's do this. Okay. Lesson number one, don't be afraid to fail. Trust me when I tell you I've made a lot of mistakes in my seven years of business, but I am also one of those people. That's the second time I've used that line, but I am one of those people who does not see a mistake as a failure. I absolutely see them as learning lessons. Like I cannot look back and say, oh my God, that was my biggest failure. Nothing comes to mind. I have a lot of mistakes. I have times when I saw a red flag, didn't listen to my gut. I have invested money and never used the course. I'm just learning to forgive myself. I bought a course two years ago for $2,000 that I have not put into action. And I'm really mad at myself for that. But I have forgiven myself for it. So I have made mistakes. I have wasted a lot of money. My profit margin isn't as high as I would like it to be. There's so many mistakes I have made over the last seven years. But the important thing is to not let that failure discourage you or deter you from moving forward. You have to learn from the mistakes and keep going. Of course, I do, you know, I'll beat myself up over it. I will cry. I will get upset. That's a normal human reaction to big mistakes. But you learn from your mistakes and keep moving. You want to know a great mistake? This is a good example. The other day, I was doing some final touches on a site that we had completely finished. My team and I, I didn't actually have to do much of the build myself. We had a creative design meeting. The team built it out for me. It was wonderful. And then I wanted to review a little piece of code. So I installed a blank version of the theme. And I accidentally deleted the entire new design. Yeah, the whole thing. And I had to spend that evening rebuilding it because in my design process, we do everything within a very short time frame, which works really well for my brain. So I had to rebuild it that night. Like there was no room for taking my time. Huge mistake. Now I remember to rename the themes that I install so that I know which is which and can not mix them up when I accidentally click the wrong one and delete the site I built. Lesson learned. But seriously, that was a big mistake. That was just stupid on my part. Like, I know better. But it is what it is. I learned from my mistakes and I rebuilt the site. That's what happened. All right. Lesson number two, be persistent. 
This is, I think, one of my most important lessons. I have a sticker on my desk. Wish I knew where it came from. I don't know where it came from. And it says, you are resilient. And I really tie that into being persistent. There are so many times when I want to give up. I kid you not, I look at job listings every month or so. And I'm like, you know what? The thing is that someone else would be telling me what to do. And I really hate being told what to do. So I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to send some uncomfortable emails asking for the sale, asking for referrals, following up with people who didn't book with us, all because of persistency and resiliency. If you are persistent, you will succeed. That's it. That's the end of the sentence. If you are persistent, you will succeed. You just can't give up. So don't give up on your dreams. No matter how hard things get, just don't give up. Even if you have to slow down, let's say things are so bad that you feel like you need to get a job for a little while, even if you have to just slow down so you're only doing 15 minutes a day, don't give up. Be persistent. Those little steps showing up when you don't want to, that persistency, that is what's going to make you successful in the long run. That one is a little preachy, but I really believe in it. What's funny is that I don't have any tattoos. But I really think if I was going to get a tattoo, I might get you are resilient. That is just my life's motto. You are resilient. Okay, lesson number three, surround yourself with good people. My team is one of the best resources there is. The people who work with me are so smart, so talented, so passionate, and they are there to help me. Like they actively ask me, what can I take off your plates? How can I make this easier for you? What can I do to help you? And I also have friends like this. Like I just got back from a trip to Seattle with my old mastermind group turned best friends. Like I love them so dearly. And they were, you know, reminding me of all the cool things I've done, all the things I've accomplished, how smart I am, all of those things that we tell ourselves are not true. They were right there lifting me up. The people who are around you can really help you see all the incredible things you're doing. Even if sometimes maybe other people in your life don't say the most supportive things. My husband has always been really supportive of my business. But sometimes he says these things that are just like, really? Do you think you should be saying that to me? And I don't think he means it the way it comes out. In fact, I know he doesn't because we had this conversation just yesterday, actually. But, but sometimes I need to look to different people, look to my team or my friends that are in business to tell me the truth about my business. So th these are the people who are going to help you achieve your goals. These are the people that will have your back even when you make a big mistake. They're the ones that you will text when you accidentally delete your client's website. That is exactly what I did. They cheered me up. They were like, order a pizza, grab a bottle of wine, whatever it takes to rebuild the site. You got this. Those are the people who are going to help you reach your goals. All right. Lesson number four, be flexible. This is so important. I actually just had a connection call with someone who is new into entrepreneurship this morning. And she asked me how I got to where I am. And I told her the story. So let me give you a little bit of the backstory if you haven't heard it before. I started my business seven years ago. At the time, I was doing like social media graphics 
and just really being a freelance designer. I made posters for community events around my town. I did social media graphics and logos for network marketing people and people who had MLM businesses. And eventually, due to circumstances, I decided to try my hand at Squarespace design. One thing led to another. I did a couple of e-commerce websites on WordPress and eventually started coaching in an e-commerce community that led me to Shopify and specializing in Shopify. And along the way, I was looking for that place where my voice was not being buried. When I was a Squarespace designer, I felt like I was one of thousands, if not more, maybe hundreds of thousands of Squarespace designers, and I didn't have anything unique or helpful to add to the world. Of course, I was still me, and I wish I had that confidence at that point. But when I shifted into Shopify design, there were a lot less Shopify designers, and there were people who were looking for support specifically about Shopify. And I really felt like I was able to find my voice and find my place into the online business world where I was no longer one in a sea of thousands. I was one in a much smaller sea. And I had to, along the way, I kept pivoting until I got to the place where I am now. And even now I pivot a little bit more. Like every day or not every day, maybe every year something changes Things are constantly changing in the entrepreneur world. Like we have new social media platforms. We have new marketing methods. The platforms we're already using make huge changes to their software. All of these things are happening all the time. So you have to be really flexible and able to adapt. And the business owners that are willing and able to adapt and aren't afraid of change and are willing to experiment and try new things, those are the ones who are successful. Those are the ones who stay year after year. And I think we really saw this happening during the pandemic. Very quickly, businesses were shut down. They weren't allowed to do business because they couldn't do things in person. And some businesses adapted, like restaurants started offering takeout when they previously didn't offer takeout. In my state, all of a sudden, you could order margaritas to go, which you could never do before. There was so many changes. And the businesses that were willing to change and adapt are still here today. And then there are businesses, and I can think of a handful, especially restaurants in my area, that weren't able to do that. They didn't try to do carryout. They just said, okay, we can't do anything. Our hands are tied. And they are the ones that are shut down, that no longer exist today. Now, the pandemic really caused a whole lot of things, but I truly do believe that if they had tried to be adaptive, tried to be flexible, attempted to just try something different it wouldn't it would have gone perfect because that's just the way of the world but maybe they would still be around today and i really think that is one of the most important lessons i've learned in business the good thing is i'm like someone who is flexible like just go with the flow man that's me <laughs> so being flexible in business isn't difficult for me but it is something that i have to remember oh this isn't working how can i change it how can i experiment? What could I try? Change is always going to be part of business. That is a big lesson. Be flexible. Okay, number five, trust your gut. So there will be so many times when you have to make a decision based on your gut instinct. And it is difficult to trust your gut sometimes. 
And sometimes you're like, I don't know why my gut is saying no, but it is saying no. This just happened this week, actually. I had a connection call with a potential client and just something fell off. The phone call was fine. The conversation just didn't feel right. And I told my OBM, I said, go ahead and send them the next steps. The more I think about it, the more I feel like it is not going to go smoothly. I just don't think it's going to be a good fit for my company. That doesn't mean that there's not the right designer out there for them, but I don't think it's going to be the right fit for working with my team. And I had to go back on my word and say, I really thought about this and I just don't think that my company is going to be the right fit for what you need. I don't know why. I don't have a reason. Like I can't tell them that, but I just, there is really no reason. It just doesn't feel right. And there is like one fishy scenario that I don't quite get, but it doesn't feel right. So my gut is telling me not to take this. And the last time I will tell you, the last time my gut said, do not take this client, I did it anyways. And they ended up trying to file a chargeback. Eventually I won that chargeback. I've talked about it on the podcast before. We don't have to get into details, but something about that conversation also just didn't feel right. And I was like, no, you're being silly. There's no reason for this. You need to have a viable reason not to want to work with someone. But no, you don't. If your gut says don't work with them, if your gut says don't do this or yes, do this, follow your gut instinct. Don't be afraid to go with your gut. Even if it's not the most popular decision, it doesn't matter. Go with your gut. I think that's really important. Lesson number six, celebrate your successes. I am the worst at celebrating my successes. I will say, oh yeah, I hit this goal, but if I would have done this, it could have been better. Or yeah, this person said this, but they just don't know the truth. There's always a but when it comes to my successes. And when I was in my retreat with my mastermind turned best friends, I don't know what to call them. It doesn't really feel like a mastermind anymore because we talk about so much. It's not just business. It's more like life and business. But when you're an entrepreneur, life is so intertwined with your business. But anyways, when I was with them, they kept pointing out all of these successes that I am turning into negatives and not celebrating. And all of the lies I'm telling myself, right? Oh, I didn't hit this goal or I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I'm not good at this. Instead of looking at the things that I do well and the successes that I have had and celebrating your successes will really help you stay motivated and keep moving forward. Even when things are going hard, even when you're finding it's difficult to be persistent and resilient, even when you're feeling like these failures are so big, I'll never get past them. Even when all of those things are happening, celebrating your successes and being and reminding yourself of how far you have come will help you keep moving forward. Like I said, it's something I'm still learning. It's something I have to remind myself often. Maybe that's what I need tattooed on myself. Celebrate your wins because I forget so much of the time. And I am someone who is really hard on myself unnecessarily. If you're a long-time listener, you will know a year and a half ago, I was hospitalized. I had this whole like emergency surgery type thing. And in the hospital, I was so grateful to still be alive and to still be here. And I kept thinking, why am I so hard on myself? Why am I so hard on myself for no reason? 
And my friends at my retreat reminded me of this, that I am so hard on myself and there's no reason for it. All I'm doing is making myself miserable. Like nothing is ever good enough for me. And why is that? And this is a lesson I am still learning, but it's so important. Celebrate your successes. Give yourself grace. Pat yourself on the back. You have done so much. Even if it feels like you have done nothing, you have done so much. And you've probably done so much more than half the people in the world. Because how many people are afraid to even try? How many people are so afraid of failing that they're not willing to do anything? There are so many people like that. So please do yourself a favor. I'm talking to myself also. Celebrate your successes along the way. You deserve to celebrate those. Even if it's just sitting down and reading and saying, I celebrate this. Writing it in your journal is something awesome that you have done. Those types of things are so important. And lastly, this really goes along with this, but lesson number seven is going to be enjoy the journey. Entrepreneurship can be so difficult. Scratch that. Entrepreneurship is so difficult. It's a lot of work, but it's also really fun, really fulfilling and rewarding and full of lots of highs. So make sure you're enjoying the process of building a business and make sure you're celebrating your successes along the way and having fun and really creating the lifestyle you want. Like what good is it to have a business you're just creating a nonstop hamster wheel that you have to be on it all the time? Enjoy the journey. Remember that mistakes are lessons learned. They're a part of the process. They're a part of the journey. There really is no end game when it comes to entrepreneurship. You could absolutely have the end goal of selling your business. And for that, I I applaud you. Maybe you have a different end goal, but there's no promotion, right? Like you're not working towards the next thing as an entrepreneur. Maybe you are working towards the next goal, but there's always something before that. Like you're never going to get to the top with an entrepreneurship. So really remembering to enjoy the journey, celebrate the journey, and remember that it is a journey. There's not like an end destination in mind. It's all about all the stuff that's happening. It's all about the experience. Those things are going to be so important. They are so important seven years in. When you are celebrating your successes, when you are working with really great people, when you are flexible and adapting, all of that is part of the journey. All of these lessons tie into enjoy the journey and have fun. So I am going to do a little recap, okay? The seven lessons I have learned over the last seven years of entrepreneurship. Number one, don't be afraid to fail. Number two, be persistent. Number three, surround yourself with really good people. Number four, be flexible. Number five, trust your gut. Number six, celebrate your successes. And number seven, enjoy the journey. Those are the big lessons I have learned over the last seven years of entrepreneurship. I am so grateful for these last seven years. I really think that entrepreneurship is like the number one way to learn about yourself. I would not know half as much about myself, like how my brain likes to work, how I like to process things. That I'm even ADHD without this business because my business challenged me in ways that I never saw coming. Being a business owner is something that is really special to me, something I have loved doing. I cannot wait to see where this thing goes in the next seven years. No promises that there will be a 
year 14 podcast episode because that seems like a very long time to podcast. But I am so grateful for these last seven years and for every one of you because without listeners, without clients, without customers, without people who trust me and wanting to learn from me, I wouldn't even have a business. So that is something that I do not take for granted either. So thank you for being here. Even if you've been here for seven days, seven minutes, it doesn't matter. I'm so grateful for you. I'll wrap up the episode with that. Thank you so much. I'd love to hear from you. If you liked this episode, reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me at product powerhouse. Again, if you want to leave a review and rating, that would mean so much to me. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.